Welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis, the host of Planet Waves FM and the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope. Tonight's edition is for Tuesday, the 14th of December, 2021. Thank you for joining me. Before I get into the current and uh, intriguing astrology, just a a quick recap of the first of three Venus-Pluto conjunctions that took place over the weekend. Uh, I and some close to me experienced this as deeply introspective astrology. It is the kind of thing you would expect with Venus slowing down and getting ready to move in apparent reverse direction, so that getting ready to move in retrograde motion also means uh, an- anticipating or in- engaging what you might think of as full introspection. Venus is at the moment within a one-degree conjunction of Pluto, though it's in, in, in the next degree, so technically not partile. It's only 40 arc minutes away, so that's quite close. And this uh, conjunction is still in full force and effect, particularly as Venus gets ready to station retrograde on the 19th of December. I've done a few different uh, podcasts about that in case you are uh, interested in learning more. Just uh, go, you know, just listen to previous ones in reverse order. Um, the quality of a conjunction to Pluto of, of, an, of another smaller, quicker, more personal planet making a conjunction to Pluto that I have not described yet is a regenerative experience. Um, Pluto can be destructive. It, it can certainly push anything or anyone past what seem to be previous limits. It can, um, let's see what else it can do. It, it can expose and, and reveal things. It can come with a sensation of being emotionally vulnerable. It can boil things up out of the deepest depths of the unconscious and, and the you know the crevices of the psyche does all of those things as can the retrograde but this is a particularly powerful retrograde as it is happening all in a conjunction to Pluto uh, I was uh, looking for an illustration for tonight's uh, uh, edition of planet waves and when I typed in Capricorn goddess into Google to do an image search looking for classical imagery, I came up with Persephone. And this is the time of year here in the Northern Hemisphere where the god of Dem- the, the daughter of the god Dem- Demeter or Ceres uh, is said to be living in Hades, uh, having her liaison with, uh, with, with Pluto uh, or with Hades or Pluto, the lord of the underworld. And this is the explanation for the seasons, right? In Greek mythology, you know, the the, uh, the 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 daughter of the goddess of the earth goes down to the underground, and she has her love affair with Pluto, the lord of death, and so her mother is the lord of life, and bringer of all green things, and making the earth uh, regenerate and all the stuff. And but her lover is the Lord of Death, Lord of the Underworld, has different manifestations. And so we have Persephone bridging the space between uh, the the upper world and the lower world. And while technically Venus is not Persephone, it is certainly reminiscent here as uh, the Northern Hemisphere goes into the deepest dark of winter, 
which we'll be doing for now one more week, and then the days start to get longer again, and that does make a difference. So Venus, is, so so Persephone now is um, in, in supposedly in the underworld, and because her mother is grieving, then it gets cold up here, and the trees all lose their leaves and all, all of that stuff. So uh, Venus is certainly doing a very good stand-in for, for this, and uh, we might wonder what you know uh, unusual bliss uh, Persephone is capable of experiencing as she uh, goes into the you know the the underworld, and we think of and think of as uh, psychologically as the unconscious or the deeper part of the mind or this this kind of thing, the, the things we don't normally acknowledge, and that certainly qualifies for Pluto, which largely operates as an unconscious process uh, wearing the, uh, the cloak of invisibility. But Venus is having the full experience, and whatever Venus represents to us is also having the full experience. So whatever in your life seems to be dying or uh, getting ready to, in some way, transform and regenerate, look for the connection to Venus. And this, of course, is a deeply sexual metaphor because Pluto has this, uh, you know, this um, uh, hot current of, uh, you know, relevant experiential emotional sexuality and then venus brings the the human womanly emotional quality of that and the whole thing is taking place in in capricorn so there's kind of a violation of what we might think of as normal traditions uh which is uh, very tantric the whole idea of, uh, of of tantra is to erode and evade the kinds of uh, let's say psychic programming that keep people uh, imprisoned and trapped in the in the in the world of, uh, of of cultural limitations and cultural norms. Uh, more more on that another time. Um, if you like these kind of topics uh, where I d- take deep dives into the erotic realm, you might want to check out Tantra Studio on PlanetWaves.fm. Easy to find planetwaves.fm and then look I usually keep it as one of the very top programs the website's easy to use okay so as for our particular moment um, we have another liaison between a goddess figure the moon in Taurus and an outer planet Uranus in Taurus so that's uh, that uh, that conjunction uh, as of uh, the moment I'm speaking is about 10 hours away looking like 12 5 About 3 a.m. Eastern Time, using an approximate count of the moon two hours per degree, um, we will have that uh, connection connection between them. So it's uh, brewing up now. Moon's got a wide orb. Uranus has got a wide orb there in Taurus. Uh, so that is um, there's the, you know that that is uh, vibrating before the moon gets to the conjunction to Uranus, though it makes a square to Saturn. So that could be some of the heaviness and. Uh, that uh, let's say uh, recalcitrance or a sense of feeling emotionally trapped um, in in the air at the moment uh, that uh, that conjunction is going to be about an, uh, two hours ahead of the conjunction uh, square to Saturn two hours ahead of the conjunction to Uranus so first there's the square to Saturn that's like the heavy part and then there's this sudden sensation of release transformation uh, liberation revolt you know uh it's the perfect combination the upshot of the um of of the deal is though that uh, saturn and uranus are in a square 
And uh, that square is about to make its third pass. It's stretched out through the entire year. So that's a defining feature of 2021, uh, a, a perfect one. Look up a couple of uh, d- dictionary definitions of Saturn square Uranus. It's, uh, it is frustrating. There, there's, uh, there's revolutionary activity afoot on one level. There's authoritarian activity afoot on another level. They both seem to have incarnated in the same uh, you know, char- char- set of characters, uh, and and there's generally tension in the air, but th- there is something happens. And while this uh, uh, conjunction has has been exact two previous times, the moon moving through it well for the last time a square rather excuse me I'm a little tired the square has been exact several t- twice before the third time on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, though the, um, the the moon is now moving through the exact applying square for the last time, so this is a special event uh, tonight, and is um, I, I would say uh, a an encouraging uh, factor in that it's like okay, uh, do your best, keep moving, um, you, you know, work this out ra- rather than give up. Squares are action oriented. They tend to start on the inside and bring things to the outside. And so it's important that you work the energy of the square and the seeming contradiction of the square. See, that's the thing with squares is they can present a sense of a uh, of, of a of a contradiction. But if you work the Saturn part, the structure of the discipline part, then you work the Uranus part, the liberation, the freedom part, the um, you know the let go of what you know and think for sure, and then go back to Saturn, and then go back to Uranus. You eventually work the square into a building block um, for action. Uh, another meaningful event going on right now is that Mars has uh, has entered. Sagittarius is currently sitting on the dragon's tail. Uh, the uh, The south node of the moon uh, is uh, at the same degree of Sagittarius. South node of the moon is uh, moving retrograde. Uh, that is uh, what the moon's nodes do. Overall, their direction is retrograde. As mentioned many times, we've now completed the cycle of Gemini-Sagittarius eclipses, uh, though uh, the, the moon and the south node are having this one last hurrah, uh, and and it is happening on the south node. So there's a lot of pent up, very fiery energy, um, and uh, this energy wants to move and it wants to do something. Um, it is uh, a sad fact of our times that people are being made to distrust one another physically, being made to distrust one another socially, that families are being divided, friendships are being di- divided, people who would never get an injection in their entire life are suddenly finding out that their lover or their girlfriend or girlfriend's plural or boyfriend or boyfriend's plural uh, are, are getting this thing, and this is creating consternation and separation in relationships and and basically uh, we are living in uh, one gigantic separation fest and this is never friendly to social flirtatious creative sexual experiences unless you know we're doing like love in the time of cholera which is basically what uh, what we are doing and people are being pushed underground um, at least there is a chance that they might meet underground. So beware, this super hot, fiery energy is alive and extant right now in the form of the moon 
sorry, um, Mars, <laughs> done with the moon, Mars conjunct the south node. Now, conjunct the north node, uh, it is interesting that Ceres, I've mentioned her a couple of times, is a, the mother of Persephone. She is exactly conjunct the north node. So there is a uh, there there is an opposition between the north and the south nodes with a planet exactly on the south node and another planet exactly on the north node. Ceres, very important asteroid, the first asteroid ever discovered, discovered in 1801. It's so large it contains one-third the mass of the total asteroid belt. We should treat it like a full-on planet. And so there is a Mars series opposition. So this is uh, emotionally tense, it's, it's, and it's, it's very immediate. Uh, Mars is only seven arc minutes as I'm speaking out of opposition. And so this is a, uh, a, a, le- a level of mental and emotional disturbance, with Ceres representing the emotional realm, but Gemini representing the mental realm. So there's that tension going on right now as we speak uh, with the moon, applying to the Saturn-Uranus square and a bunch of other things uh, going on, such as Venus stationing a retrograde conjunct Pluto. So the, the overall direction of movement is to go deeper. You would not know that if you were looking at the world where the overall direction of movement is to go shallow, go superficial, when all else fails, dumb it down or sprinkle some sugar on it. Um, we are actually being called to go deeper as evidenced by these three major aspects happening at the same time. Venus conjunct Pluto, the moon conjunct Uranus and square Saturn. That's a very immediate thing, in effect, only for today and tomorrow. And then Mars opposite Ceres. So this is a, a, a time of deep astrology calling for contemplation, deep times we're living in calling for contemplation, people being, uh, you know, compelled and forced left and right to do the, the the one thing the most opposite to my astrological teachings, which is to make the decisions that are in accord with your values. This is, I, I spent 25 years of my life counseling clients and giving talks and presentations and star podcasts and radio shows and interviews and horoscopes, 2,000 horoscope columns. All of them on the same basic theme. Get a grip. Make the decisions that are relevant to you. Do what you do. What is right for you, and do what is right for the actually right for the people around you. And you know that something is right if it doesn't hurt anyone. This is straight out of a Course in Miracles. When when is it safe to take action? When is it safe to intervene? When you're certain you will do no harm to yourself or anyone else in the process. If there is even a risk of serious harm. You do not take action. This is to say, according to A Course in Miracles. So we're, we're being put in this position now where people think they have to take action that's going to hurt someone, and they're, they're being persuaded into doing so by a, a kind of a death threat. And this has troubled me throughout the past two years. I've said this many times in, in both my spiritual coverage and my uh, technical scientific coverage is to beware of the death threat and to beware of any situation where a physical illness is conflated with a moral failing. 
seeing this all the time now, with a physical, an alleged physical illness being conflated with some form of a moral failing. So be careful with that. A lot of old tricks are being played on us. Those of us who study old tricks and have our noses in medieval books and Hellenistic astrology books and have studied the tradition of esoteric teaching and healing have a little bit, uh, or maybe potentially have a little bit better uh, grip uh, the, this whole gung-ho thing, though, is something we really need to be uh, looking for. Um, re- you know, liberal democratic republics do not need to die of the common cold. This is the time of year, if you still care about what I think after I said all of that, uh, that I'm preparing the annual readings for 2022. These readings are called Tune In. They're one-hour readings. There are uh, They are going to be beautiful. I'm well underway undoing these. I'm plan- I've promised them for New Year's Eve. I'm planning to have them done before New Year's, New Year's Eve. Um, if you go to any page on Planet Waves FM, like the monthly horoscopes or even the StarCast page, you'll see our beautiful branding artwork, the radio dial with the galactic center in the middle of it, surrounded by galaxies from the deep field Hubble, uh, you know, the, the Hubble deep field image where they went into one the, the equivalent of like a millimeter of space and found some of the, just randomly, and found some of the oldest galaxies in the known universe. That's what that graphic is about. Lots of preview video at planetwaves.tv. That is a shortcut to our YouTube page. Um, easily, easily linked other ways, but planetwaves.tv. All right, thanks for listening, liking, and subscribing. Lots of love, and bye for now.